food festival loopholes, changes at Disney World, and we finally get the answers we weren't really looking forward to when it comes to Halloween. That and more, all on today's Park Hop. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Great Park Hop. My name is Julian James and continuing to join us live from the Hall Cave, where he's still wondering why he can't stream the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk on Disney Plus, the man, the myth, the legend, Henry Hall. Hey, Each week we get together to discuss the latest and greatest theme park news, happenings, and burning topics from the lands of Disney, Universal, and beyond. Before launching into things, we always like to note that Henry works at the Walt Disney Company. As always, though, his opinions are fully his own. So, Henry, what what I really want to know more than anything else right now, though, is how's that big, beautiful face of yours doing? (laughs) It's a little sore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, just as a disclaimer before uh, getting too deep into the episode here, Henry has been without full use of smell and taste for a while now, and it has been killing him because we've gone to Disney parks, we've gone to other parks, and all he's ever wanted to really do was take in just a big, big big whiff of just like all that churro scent that they're pumping out of those carts or that uh that gingerbread house at the uh at the uh haunted holiday uh, mansion that they had last year so uh but i think you did like temporarily get some smell back for that is that right yeah every once in a while they would give me uh put me on a medication that would allow me for about a month have my regain my sense of smell and taste so it just gave me an idea of like how bad my sense of taste and sense of smell was gone and uh so hopefully uh with this after this procedure i will regain my senses uh full time (laughs) (laughs) yeah man totally dude this is uh i know it's been something on the books for a while and and, you know, not only that, man, what a trooper this guy is still just a few days after this uh, this procedure, man, coming back onto the podcast. I told him, hey, man, no, uh, no big deal if you want me to do this solo. But he was he was adamant about uh, getting into it. We've got a couple of stories here that he just he needed to sound off on. So big ups to uh, to Henry Hall over here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things where. Uh, you're just sitting there trying to recover, but uh, but man, the news coming out is is pointed to what I've been interested in. It's true, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's uh, but I mean, before we get fully into that kind of uh, <laughs> that hard hitting stuff, you know, it, it, I I think it's safe to say, given what we were just talking about. That uh, that food for you at Disneyland is kind of an important part of that experience. Is that would would you say that that's accurate? Uh, well, it's become more of uh, I guess it always has been part of the experience, but uh, lately, having experienced their food festivals, uh, the Festival of Holidays and the uh, Food and Wine Festival at California Adventure, you know, you get to like, you finally taste those different uh, foods that they put out there. And it's amazing. 
but uh, the food has always the the treats have always been a, a big thing uh, during say Halloween and the holidays. So yeah, yeah, I'd say food is always is a is a big part of our trips. Uh, you know, you don't think about it until like the potential is there that you're not going to ha- be able to have those treats or whatnot, and then you realize how big the foods are to your trip. Yeah. I, I share a similar feeling in that there are definitely snacks and just food items that for me are just musts. Like no trip to Disneyland right now, for me anyway, is complete without a Ronto wrap that quickly became a favorite, preferably the breakfast Ronto wrap, but I'll take just a plain Ronto wrap as well if that's all you got. Uh, a trip to Bangle Barbecue, of course. You know, I would, uh, you know, a trip to get like some churros, um, uh, a beignets, probably a mint julep. There's just like those items that, you know, for me, I, I just have to, <laughs> I have to, have to uh, really stop and, and enjoy before I can head home and feel like I've, I've had a full Disney trip. So I, I definitely hear you there. Um, but, you know, with that in mind, there was, there was a really, interesting question up over at Inside the Magic this week. And so I'm just curious kind of what your take on this is going to be. But but before we get too much into that, there, just a bit of quick context with, uh, with this. But Knott's Berry Farm actually opened last week, but only for a food, beer, and wine festival. They're, they're calling this the Taste of Calico. But there are no rides, no attractions, no shows, just this event, which they've technically figured out a, a fun kind of loophole here, which allows them to be qualified as an outdoor mall that serves food rather than a theme park. Uh, so that's kind of cool. You're basically in the park just enjoying a, a food festival. And so surprise, surprise, right? Um, it, it's super popular. It was only supposed to last for a single week, but you know, each day, each day sold out almost immediately. Uh, and so because of that popularity, they've added two shorter runs over the next few weekends, um, that I'm, I'm sure will sell out as well. So definitely well positioned in that there are people that are just looking to get out and do stuff. Uh, and you know, we're just kind of itching to, to return to theme parks as well. So, I mean, it makes total sense, the level of popularity here, but back to the question at hand and you're, and you're probably see where you probably see where I'm going with this one, but, uh, Henry, if Disneyland were to do something similar, do you think that would be enough to convince you to, to make the trip down there? Uh, no. I mean, not enough. No, it's not enough. I mean, yes, I find it interesting. I think it's it's something that will definitely bring in locals, but uh, it's it's not enough to get me to drive down there or take a trip down there because, uh, I mean, it's while I I mean I do like the food. It's one. It's you're bringing in people who like. Just the situation in in LA is still very. It's still a hotbed of uh, <laughs> of the pandemic at this point. Yeah, that's very true. So uh, that's that's a risk in of itself. But but also, I mean, it's 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 a lot of 
lot of money to get down there to just eat food. And uh, yeah. while, I mean, I think if I was down there, I probably would be on board if I sure. lived in the area. But yeah. but the trip itself, I mean, you're like, cause, I mean, it would, uh, while probably not super expensive, uh, it still adds up if you have to drive down there or fly down there or, or whatnot. So it becomes right. a lot more expensive when I could just, you know, given I can't get the food that they have there, I can still make enough or get enough food around here that it'd still be pretty good. <laughs> I guess then you to completely go hypothetical here and just to see how far how far this goes with you. Um, you know, like let's say this, I mean again, pure hypothetical. Hopefully this is not the case, but let's say that this closure continues through October, which is which coincides with kind of your your general yearly trip down there anyway. And they say, well, you know, again, no rides, no attractions, nothing like that. We do have decorations up. We do have Halloween themed treats up and food and just the general kind of food festival vibe going. And you can go in, go into like, you know, maybe like the park is a little bit more limited, but generally go around Main Street and have kind of your favorite Halloween-themed treats, um, you know, and whatever. I don't know. There's some flat fee that's super affordable. I mean, would would that be more interesting? Or specifically, is it like you're not going down there unless you're getting the full experience? I don't know. That's weird because, uh, I mean, would be more interesting? I don't know. I'd have to, like, me and me and the little woman would have to like talk about it because it i mean we don't i mean the rides aren't the end all be all but it would be weird to be there and i don't know it, it would really be kind of a, a weird situation i think we would probably pass <laughs> yeah uh, at that point still yeah. uh, the wife has said that at this point that if if October doesn't work out, we could, we should just push it off until like the next year, which yeah. is sounded like it's more likely is going to be as she would be down to go. But it, it, yeah, at this point, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And, uh, I think just going for food while it is tempting, especially with the, uh, with the Halloween decorations, but I mean, it just, I don't know if it, it winds up being worth it because you, you don't get the rides and whatnot. And I imagine even with the treats, you're not going to get like, you're not going to get all the foods that, you know, you usually get. It's going to be a select of certain foods. So I, I don't think it would still be worth it. Yeah. And that's to be clear, traveling down from the greater San Francisco Bay Area, basically. So it's a five, six hour car trip, and then you're paying for an overnight hotel. So, yeah, no, I mean, when you think about it that way, for sure. And then gas, of course, along the way. Um, I mean, it definitely is. Certainly the Knott's Berry Farm. Um, I mean, that's kind of more of a locals park anyway, but 
that food event for sure is tailored to uh to locals and i mean yeah i would imagine that this would too i mean honestly like at this point if disneyland is to open that's really who they're catering towards regardless right at this point like everything is so limited in terms of how a lot of the stuff is working seems like seems like locals are are their kind of preferred audience right now just because it's easier yeah they're definitely gonna like you can't really reach out you know you're not going to get a lot of tourism just because people just can't travel at this point uh yeah. it's not easy to travel uh, it's interesting because i haven't seen a lot of discounts on like hotels in the area so it doesn't really seem like you're going to save a whole lot of money because i was looking at hotels and like say planning a trip for October and I'm not seeing like a lot of great deals. So it doesn't seem like, well, I'm not going to save a lot of money going at this time. And if you look at like, well, I'm paying about the same amount, but I'm taking a huge risk. So it winds up being like, well, I mean, the money I'm having to pay and the risks I'm taking, it doesn't really equal out enough. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, if if I was saving a, a a ton of money, maybe like okay, maybe I'd take that risk. But no, I mean, yeah, it, it's not like yeah, it's not really looking very uh, attractive for somebody to travel down there. If you're if you're in the area, cool. But yeah. Uh, maybe that is something you want to do. I mean, you're already in the area already, so you're already being, you're already taking those risks as it is. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're already having to take those risks just to go to the store. So, hey, maybe, maybe going to Knott's Berry Farm, going to Disneyland just for the food is up your alley. Uh, Yeah. I mean, clearly, there's plenty of people that feel like it is up their alley. Well, yeah, I mean, it is, it is that stir crazy thing. I mean, there people are, like you said, just looking for ways, things to do uh, since things are so shut down. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think they're already talking about having to go back into uh, shelter in place. So who knows how long that'll be available uh, as it is. It's an interesting point about the hotels. I hadn't even thought about that where they're just, (laughs) they're not offering any kind of discounts. I wonder if it's just a situation there where they are holding out hope and holding on for dear life, thinking that maybe the parks will be open because, you know, if those parks do announce that they're opening, I have a feeling that those, those hotels probably are going to, be in high demand, if only because I think you're just going to have a lot of people <laughs> going, uh, as we've seen in in Florida anyway. And even if it is a lot of locals, you will have a lot of people that are from the greater kind of West Coast area. I mean, there's a lot of annual pass holders that maybe like are out of state, but they're in like Nevada or Arizona or Oregon or something like that. So, um, you know, if those parks are open, especially for like Halloween and they're doing decorations at least, then, you know, maybe you could make the argument that, yeah, there are people that are going to go there and that there will be higher demand. But 
you know, I mean, maybe it's, an, <laughs> but without that, with the parks closed, I mean, who, you know, I can't imagine that they have very many, if any people staying there. So I guess, what do they have to lose <laughs> by offering cheap kind of hotels or, or, or keeping the prices where they are? I don't know. And expecting just kind of those parks open. Yeah. It's just weird that they're, uh, I, I would have expected that they would maybe be doing some kind of deals or something, but nope. Uh, so I mean, maybe they're not as expensive as they were going to be, but they're they're not cheap at this point. Yeah. So, hmm. well, dang, it it is an interesting prospect, I think, just in general, because I mean, even for locals, like you know, it. So Disneyland especially has a much better, certainly if you're talking about like quick service, but just I think in general the food scene at Disneyland is is certainly better than Magic Kingdom and definitely I would say probably better than most of of Disney World for the most part again it's like it's a different kind of scene <laughs> the food scene anyway in that because they're catering to such a large local population of guests you know they feel like if they're going to get people spending money um it, the food's got to be really good, right? Like you have to have something there that the locals are going to want to spend because otherwise like they just won't eat at the parks and they'll just go home and eat or they'll bring sandwiches or something like that from home or, you know, whatever. Uh, it's not like a Disney world setup where you have tourists that are coming in from, you know, all over the country, all over the world and kind of have no other choice other than to eat at certain places or at the park. And it's not to say that there's really good if and and some great options at Disney World it's just that like the food scene at Disneyland and California Adventure is like a bona fide food scene right yeah the food scene is 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 legit it's it is worth it is worthwhile going there for the food uh and they do definitely like you know it i you know i think that uh when i thought of the the uh, food and wine festival i thought it would be kind of a uh you would get kind of like a kind of a cheaper feel of the food it'd be uh maybe not as high quality but it's very good quality food and it's yeah. it is a different kind of uh you know they do give you uh quite of a a different variety of food to choose from so it's 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 not just a one note uh, type of food, so yeah, it's it's good quality food. I haven't been to Magic Kingdom in a while, so I can't say. Uh, I would imagine that the uh, Epcot food would be uh, maybe uh, quite a variety of that too, since they have the different countries. But yeah, they uh, definitely. I mean, you're right. Like Epcot definitely has a pretty good food selection, and 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 honestly, like a really great food game in general. Um, but you know, well, I mean, it's it it like it is a very different kind of setup because you know it's it's because Disneyland and California Adventure are so close together. You really have access to everything really easily, right? Like you can you can totally easily just like same day in some instances if it's not a super busy day at the park or you know you're you're lucky you could make a reservation from Disneyland over in California Adventure. 
and be there in like half an hour <laughs> easily, no problem. Oh yeah, uh, maybe not. Definitely not the case at uh, at Disney World if you are park hopping. Um, but yeah, it, it's a very different scene. You're right, but you know, just in general, like I mean, I guess you would say you would say that it's a food scene in, at Epcot. You're right, uh, totally. That's very true. Um, it, so related to kind of what we're talking about, there is the, would you be interested or would, would we be interested in it? But then the other side of the, uh, the coin here is, do you think Disney would be interested in doing something like this? Like, could you ever see Disneyland actually doing this? Yeah, I could see them doing something like that. Uh, yeah. for sure. Since they've done the festivals, uh, food festivals, I can see them opening up just for food, uh, I think it would be probably done in about the same manner where it may not be something that is as um, as run throughout. Um, say uh, it's not run all the time, but maybe for a limited amount of time, maybe just so that they can uh, maybe just get some gears going, get some people working or or whatnot, or maybe just testing the waters to see how well it's uh, accepted. But I could see them testing, running something like this. Uh, I, I think it would be interesting to see like what they put up as far as foods go. Cause I don't think yeah. it would be, I don't think you would see it be like just the regular run of the mill type stuff that I've heard them talking about. I think it would probably be something maybe a kid to their uh, food and wine festival where they have the, the different booths with maybe different foods, but maybe they'll probably mix in some other foods that there is their normal, like definitely they would have churros on hand. Yeah. Um, I think they definitely would have the Dole Whip on hand. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think they would mix in some other stuff. Definitely would have like the corn dogs, but uh, yeah. but I think like those are like the mainstays that they would definitely have on hand. I don't know if they would have the Ronto wraps, but uh, like you, uh, Ronto wraps have definitely hit a, a a good spot for us. So it is definitely something that surprisingly my wife even wants <laughs> when we go. Yeah, uh, sure. So. Uh, it was something that when we went uh, last time with my sister, we actually made sure we were there for uh, breakfast so that we could have the breakfast Ronto wrap. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I don't know if you would see something like that served, but uh, uh, definitely, I think the mainstays, the the Dole Whip, the the churros, and the corn dogs, popcorn for sure. Uh, Stuff that's definitely like kind of like the heart and soul, but uh, oh, probably a turkey leg. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, uh, Plaza Inn fried chicken, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know though, those are the ones that I, I think they might hold off on, like the Ronto wrap and the Plaza chicken, maybe, but like the, the stuff because the other stuff you could get at the just get at the uh like the little stands i think they'll have that kind of stuff uh for sure but uh uh but do you think they would hold it at sorry go ahead uh but yeah i think they definitely would uh we are looking into this uh 
for sure. It was something they would do. Yeah. I I may have been in this uh, inside the magic uh, report that they had, or just kind of general question. But I I believe they mentioned, and again, like this is this may. <laughs> I might be imagining this, or I might have read this somewhere else, uh, and this might just be an unconfirmed rumor. But I believe somewhere, might be inside the magic, but somewhere mentioned that there were a couple of Disney executives at the Knotts Festival just kind of scoping the scene. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I read that too. too. That, okay, the, so maybe that was the inside the magic. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, totally. I mean, you're right. Like it's, it's on their radar for sure. Just thinking about stuff. I wonder if, so the thing I kind of come back to in terms of like what that scope would be, um, I almost feel like they, it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be as kind of monumental, but I feel like they would not do this at Disneyland. They would do this at California Adventure. Like, I feel like the general, I mean, the 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 feeling towards Disneyland, especially. I mean, they, that park is very much protected these days in terms of just you know the general appeal and how it's handled and marketed. But um, but I almost feel like with that park being kind of the more premium of the two, certainly the more historic and and kind of magical of the two, if you will, that that's one of those. I could see them holding. Disneyland back and saying we're doing this festival, but it's only in that kind of Hollywood land area of of Disneyland of uh, California Adventure. Um, so if you want to go, you can go, and that's it's feels like it's a bit like wider of a space anyway, like maybe a little bit more conducive to that. But that like Disneyland's gates are staying closed until that park is fully open. Yeah, well, yeah, I would definitely, I definitely believe they would do it at. California Adventure one because yeah I think California Adventure is being known for more for having the food festivals because they always have whether it's the food or wine festival or the festival of holidays they they do the food things uh, over there um, but also one of the reasons they'll have it over there is alcohol they could have alcohol yes. over there. And, right. Uh, so that's it. They could charge that premium price for alcohol, for spirits and whatnot. So, yeah, they definitely would have it at California Adventure. Yeah. That's it. That, that will be the reason. You're right. So it'll be interesting. Let's see. I mean, I think you're right. I probably wouldn't go either. Um, but, you know, it would be such a, such an interesting kind of change of pace and, uh, a pretty creative way of handling uh, these closures right now as a next step. Um, certainly super popular kind of a thing if they do it, but, but we'll see. And it is, I mean, like we were saying, you know, California adventure would seem like the place to do it. Uh, also because they just recently had one of their big events drop off the map. Uh, this week, the resort announced, unfortunately, that Oogie Boogie Bash, uh, the after hours party, has officially been canceled. 
uh, the OC register provides a little bit more detail from a Disney official that stated that it's really all about timing in this case. Uh, there is no reopening date for the parks on the books, um, so there's just really no confidence, as as you can imagine, that uh, that they'll have enough time to set everything up, even if the park does meet that kind of mid-September date that uh, that that party usually happens around. Um, and of course, it, it's totally possible that the park isn't even open by that mid-September start date that they usually shoot for. Um, but they do say, of course, that they're hoping to bring it back in 2021. So, I mean, this was definitely something we, we, we saw coming <laughs> because uh, it was on the schedule and then got removed. And I think there were even people that, a bunch of people that were able to get tickets for it. And then when the closures happened, it it was taken off the schedule and then just never put back on. So it uh, it's just not that surprising, I guess, right? You're not surprised. No, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's... Well, I don't know if people got tickets for it because usually uh, the tickets for it go on sale about uh, July, early July, maybe late June, and then... Uh, uh, so because they can't even get the tickets out there now, um, yeah, I'm not surprised that they, they canceled it just because, I mean, it, it's just something on top. I think people would be excited to get into the park as it is, but at this point they can't really like, uh, since there's no real date yet on when they're going to be able to actually open there's just too much uncertainty and even even if they could be open at that time i don't even know if they could put anything together uh that they could be worth charging an extra additional like 120 something dollars for a ticket yeah. that people would buy to go to they definitely probably would have the trick-or-treat trails and they're already like even with the opening in uh magic kingdom they're not going to have they don't have parades and they don't have fireworks what would you have what would they offer that would be worth you know charging people that extra ticket so yeah yep. yeah it just makes sense that they cancel it that being said i hope they if they are open, that they still do the uh, decorations and uh, the conversions. So Yeah, I hope so too, man. Yeah. Uh, not, and not only that, I hope that if they decide not to do it, um, they do something like Tokyo Disneyland did, where they basically announced ahead of time, like, hey, we're not even we're not even doing decorations. <laughs> There's we're not celebrating, period. Uh, so that everyone that was thinking of maybe visiting for that or kind of had a thought of traveling to Tokyo or or even within Tokyo, stopping by at the parks to celebrate any of those holidays, that they could know that in advance and not plan for that if that was a if that was a determining factor. Because if they don't say anything and, you know, they're just like, hey, we're opening the parks and it's just kind of left at that. Um, that would be a major disappointment as well, right? Like yeah. Not, not, not the kind of surprise you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I think they, yeah, they definitely, I hope they come out and they finally, like, just come out and say, hey, yeah, if we're open in time, we'll have the decorations, but, you know, 
at least to have people like set expectations for people. Uh, yeah, I think they. I think they just don't want to uh, commit to it because I think they're just worried that they're going to scare off the few people that would actually come. But I just think at this point they just need to like commit to something. Well, right. Well, and it's just like if, if you don't have to like make a negative announcement, then why would you? <laughs> you know what I mean, like that's uh, true. So you know, until they're forced to do something like that, like it makes all the sense in the world just to just keep your trap shut and keep moving forward and don't talk about anything until you absolutely have to uh, don't make any decisions until you absolutely have to like that that makes all the sense in the world but you know i do think that for for disneyland anyway you know at least in this while we're in this period of limbo it's very easy to look towards walt disney world and see kind of how they're handling holiday preparations and then just assume that well if disneyland is open by then that they're just gonna they're gonna follow suit so you know uh, mickey's not so scary halloween party canceled a while ago now and announced well before the parks were even open as as a thing that they're not even gonna do so again like totally safe to assume i mean regardless we we knew that this was gonna be the case but still like a safe assumption to make that oogie boogies was gonna follow suit so because Disney World is open, you know, as soon as they make an announcement about their how they're going to be celebrating and handling Halloween, you know, it, it, it if they announce that it's not happening, it's very safe to assume that that's going to be the case at Disneyland. If they say that it is going to happen, again, like it's going to be a timing thing where, you know, if Disneyland is able to open and, you know, in sometime in late September, then maybe there's a chance, but you know, it's, it, it, it'll just, it's either going to be look to Disney world for cancellation or look at your calendar and see where things are opening up versus where the specific holiday is. But, but regardless of that, like these parties, like assume that they're canceled. I, I think like, I completely assume that, uh, you know, the holiday, uh, after hours events at Disney world are all going to be canceled. I imagine that's going to be the case for, you know, anything specific planned for Disneyland, you know, any of these fireworks shows, like assume that that's canceled. I think unless it's like the bare minimum, which is what, you know, what we're saying, which is like decorations and like holiday specific treats, then like assume that it's just not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of where we're at. Um, So yeah, man, like that, that one again, not much of a surprise there with Oogie Boogies at Disneyland. Uh, what is a little more shocking, though, is that Universal has now also officially canceled Halloween Horror Nights, both in Orlando and Hollywood. Uh, if you remember, though, it was just like last week that, or- that Orlando um, had opened up scare actor auditions to the public. So it was definitely a bit of a quick turnaround in terms of thinking that maybe it's something that they were going to do and then deciding that it isn't. Um, so in their statement, though, Universal does call out that they'll be focusing exclusively on operating the theme park for daytime guests using the health and safety procedures already in place. They will still be opening up a Halloween Horror Nights tribute store on the main strip, though, quote, to satiate fans' needs for spooky goodness and merch. 
So I only bring that last part up because it certainly seems like from that statement that that's going to be the only thing that's going to recognize like any kind of Halloween, anything, and that the park is not going to be done up or, or, or decorated in any way outside of that. Well, at least at, uh, uh, Universal's Hollywood, they don't do much. So, uh, as far as, uh, decorations go and the decorations that they do are, are pretty kind of chintzy. Uh, it's not like they, they do like a, a, a whole transformation of an area. They just decorate everything. They just basically put up like some like zombie dead bodies here and there and you're like okay that's what <laughs> you know it, it feels really weak when you look at it compared to what disney does you know is, is that the case even at night when it comes to like when it's officially halloween or night uh well it's weird because what they do for the halloween horror nights is they have uh they don't really do any like well, what they do is they have those, uh, they have their haunted houses, their trails, yeah. and those are kind of like in their studio areas. Um, so you basically take, I think you have to take a tram down to them, or they maybe they let you walk to, I've never actually gone to the Halloween Horror Nights myself, Yeah, but I, I don't, like from what I've seen is that there's nothing extra really i think they may have like people like actors uh dressed up as zombies and monsters and whatnot maybe walking around but uh otherwise you're basically paying for going through these uh these uh uh haunted houses or haunted trails uh the mazes and uh, I know they have food down there for them. They have like little stands of food, but there's nothing like super like special other than the the the. Well, they do have the Jabberwockies dancing uh, <laughs> that too. Uh, How dare you say that? That's not special. <laughs> well, come I, on, well, come on, dude. Well, I'm just saying is that I mean, other than the, you know, I mean, what you're really paying for is for the the trails, the mazes haunted houses, whatever they're calling them. Um, and then you have the Jabberwockies. Uh, they don't, I don't think they, they don't really do like parades. Uh, I think they did something like some kind of like haunted uh, tram thing too, where I think maybe the tram drives around and they have people, uh, actors and uh, zombie makeup and whatnot attacking the tram or something too but uh that was a little bit i think that was new for last year maybe but uh it's not like it's not like a lot as far as decoration so i think there's just like two different experiences with that though because there is like the daytime experience and then there is the which you're right is like very light in terms of overall theming but I mean, Halloween Horror Nights is a special ticketed event. And you're totally right, by the way, that compared to Orlando, like Hollywood is 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 just it's not much. Yeah. They definitely have been trying to step it up lately because 
Uh, it is such a popular and huge thing in Orlando that I think they're trying to <laughs> maybe <laughs> they're trying to get some of that heat in uh, in Hollywood too, which totally makes sense, of course. Um, but it being a special ticketed event, I do believe that it does change some of the stuff. And it's not, you're right, that it's not like traditional decorations, like in the way that Disneyland does, where it's just kind of like a spooky atmosphere, but that they, or or just kind of like, you know, pumpkins and streamers and stuff like that that are all like very Halloween themed that remain in the day and then remain at night. But it is, I know that they do like scare zones where I believe last year at Hollywood, it was like in order to get from one area to the other, you had to go through like this, like, um, this kind of like sewer tunnel where there's a bunch of scare actors that kind of jump out at you. And so, yeah. I mean, the the fun kind of part of the Orlando experience between the scare zones is that like you're walking through the park and like the scare actors are mixed in with the crowd. And, you know, they had some really fun kind of like themed stuff with like killer clowns where it's not necessarily just confined to um, one of their scare mazes or haunted houses that it's kind of like, out in the normal park. So again, not so much in Hollywood, though there sounds like they're doing a little bit more of that, but yeah, it's not as, it's not as much of a highly themed event or time of the year at, at all hours of operation. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's like, yeah, during the day they, they're not really doing much. I mean, they do have the, the monsters, the classic, uh, universal monsters walking around and, uh, makeup uh interacting with uh people and uh they do have beetlejuice walking around doing jokes and stuff it's pretty good though <laughs> yeah of course but uh yeah uh yeah it's it it's not until night and, and at least one thing i will say for their hollywood horror nights is it goes pretty late i think it goes up to like 3 a.m or something it's pretty late and they close the park during that time at about six so you're talking about from six to three a.m that's that's a sizable amount of time for that um for that yeah event, so well and supposedly like it used to be a much more kind of booze fueled night <laughs> than it is now of course they've they've had to kind of clamp down on it a little bit but because it's going so late and it's just kind of like it is a high intensity event you know and there's definitely quite a bit of alcohol consumption there. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it legitimately does sound like, especially the Orlando one. Um, I think one day I, I have to check it out soon, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it definitely, definitely sounds fun. I, I know that haunted houses and, and mazes and people jumping out at you, as we've learned on this show, it's definitely not your bag and people should do so at their own risk. Yeah. I mean, Fight and so, flight. Maybe not. Maybe Halloween Horror Nights is not uh, not a Henry Hall event, huh? Uh, I mean, maybe one day I'll I'll check it out. But you know, it's it's one of those things where it's just so late at night that uh, to go to it that it's it's just it would probably have to be something definitely we really really plan on it going to it. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, I don't know. It's something that kind of somewhat, I mean, some of those um, mazes have been intriguing. I think they did a 
AVP aliens versus predator maze at one point and I was like, huh, that actually sounds interesting, but, uh, I did ghostbusters last year. Yeah. That that's interesting too. But I mean, then the other ones I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's always a mixed bag, but the other interesting thing from this announcement that I hadn't realized, man, this thing has been going. So this is the first time that they, haven't done a Halloween Horror Nights in 30 years. Again, that's Orlando specifically. Oh, okay. But uh, man, I didn't realize that it had been going on for so long. Yeah, I didn't know either. So going back to the resorts that are open, though, it's been about two weeks since Disney World reopened its parks, uh, parks to the public. And we're already seeing just a handful of operational updates. Generally, things have been chugging away without much issue, though. So these really aren't major changes that we're that we're hearing as much as just tweaks to some of the processes that we've been discussing and other people have been discussing that uh, people have been experiencing. So definitely some interesting stuff here, though. Starting at Hollywood Studios, we talked about how it really has been the most cramped of the parks, right? Um, it's the smallest park with the newest rides that have the longest lines, which recipe for uh, for discomfort for sure. And so both of us and many other people were wondering exactly what Disney might do to ease some of this pressure. First thing that they uh, that they're implementing is something that WDW News Today and a few other sites have uh, have called out. Previously, Hollywood Studios reservations for annual pass holders in the month of August had been completely claimed. But as of a few days ago, about half of the days throughout the month have opened up again. It's unclear why. Could be that people are canceling. It could be that Disney is adding more slots, which would be pretty crazy to think about considering how uh, busy everything's been, but it's not totally clear and there isn't an official announcement as much as it's just an observation that, hey, look at like half of the days in August have opened back up. So that's an interesting thing. Other significant change made has to do with the rise of the Resistance virtual queue. Previously, Disney had increased the number of opportunities to get that boarding pass from one to three they were using 10 a.m., 1 p.m., and 4 p.m. as their opportunity slots. Not anymore, though. In an effort to, quote, give guests more flexibility in their planning and to further support physical distancing, there will now only be two opportunities for boarding passes at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. So that's kind of a bummer. I mean, especially since people were snapping everything up immediately anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, I guess it, at least it may be what happened is it's just getting maybe too crowded still. Uh, yeah. So they needed to back people, back off a little bit more. Uh, yeah. But. Well, it's just like it was too crowded and then. You know, a lot of that queue space, especially once you get, you know, spoiler, once after that transport and then you get onto the Star Destroyer, between that, you know, between that, um, the Stormtrooper room, and then th by the time you make it to the detention cell, there's just a lot of waiting in line in small, tight, enclosed areas, right? Yeah. So 
you know, I think that's part of it too. I mean, we saw in a couple of those reports from that opening week at Hollywood Studios, that ride was still breaking down pretty heavily. And you're totally right. Like it was very congested in some of those areas. And so, you know, if you were one of the unlucky people that were waiting in line when that ride went down, you were stuck with like hundreds of other people in like an enclosed, I imagine that the air is circulating, but it's still a very tight area. Um, so that's not great. Not ideal, certainly, considering that uh, that's exactly the area that you want to try to avoid. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just best that they... Well, that and I imagine, too, that people were probably getting uh, reservations and then they weren't able to still maybe not able to ride the ride since it broke down or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully they, I mean, again, like it, the idea of having multiple opportunities throughout the day is like a good one. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's certainly less frustrating than having that one spot right when the park opens. So hopefully this two opportunity system um, sticks around and it works. It kind of does what they need it to do because um, cause it sounds good. Like I, I, I think that's, it's an improvement at least from a, from a, uh, a logistical kind of standpoint sounds much better than, than the one. So hopefully that sticks around. Um, and then last week we also talked about Epcot's cultural representative program and how it's been suspended indefinitely. Well, apparently, 60 members of the program from 19 different countries were stranded back in Orlando and unable to return home for various different reasons. A local nonprofit by the name of Agape Sorts has been helping to keep everyone fed until they can figure out some kind of way to get back home. So, so far, uh, about 20 people have been able to return to wherever they're from, but the organization is in need of, an ad of additional funds in order to keep things going for the remaining 40 there. They do have a GoFundMe set up to collect donations for this, which you can easily find just by searching the GoFundMe site for Agape Source. Um, but a quick disclaimer on this one, though, that I, I definitely wanted to call out. Uh, I'm by no means an expert on this or any other nonprofit, but from what I could research on Agape Source, they are apparently a Christian missionary that focuses on converting specifically Disney cultural representatives. So uh, that's, a, that's a little weird. Uh, so just speaking for myself here, uh, I'm generally open to anyone's personal flavor of faith. Uh, so, but when you get into the whole missionary conversion thing, though, I, I maybe get a little squeamish. Uh, but to be clear, uh, I'm not a fan of the organization's overall drive, but... I think that this cause is is generally a good one, so I'm calling it out. I wanted to include it. Like I said, it's pretty easy to find them. I'm not going to include a direct link in the show notes or anything like that. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, it's an issue. <laughs> one would hope that Disney is stepping up and figuring something out too. That would be the ideal, so that you don't have these kind of people that are looking to convert <laughs> these individuals from other countries. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad someone's looking out for them. Yeah. And then finally, 
Uh, if you happen to be a Florida resident that's also looking to spend some time at the parks, it's looking like you may be in luck. First off, a new Disney Magic Flex ticket has been announced. With your proof of residency, you can snap up a two-day ticket for $130, a three-day ticket for $174, and a four-day ticket for $195. That two-day ticket, though, could only be used up until September 30th, but the three- and four-day tickets can be used until December 18th. And with those tickets, if you're thinking of also staying on site at the resort— Disney is offering locals a hotel discount through September 30th, starting at 25% for a value resort and going up to 35% for a deluxe resort. So Henry, dude, they are really trying to reel in some of these, uh, some local Floridians, huh? Yeah. It looks like they're actually giving them discounts to get people in, which they're not doing in our area, but, uh, no, (laughs) But uh, no, I mean, we, we also, I mean, you, you need to park open for that to a, for, true, to a certain degree. True. But yeah, I hear you. I'm curious though, man, like generally speaking, Disney World, where it's more of a park where, you know, there's various different promos that go on through the year because chances are if you're going to Disney World, you're, you're most likely staying on site. Um, maybe you're eating on site too. So, you know, there's various different deals throughout the year. So that in and of itself isn't totally out of the ordinary, but usually when things are being offered, it usually indicates that it's a slower time for the parks where maybe they're looking to kind of juice up their numbers a little bit. So I almost get the sense of this that maybe the numbers that they were hoping for uh, throughout September 30th, maybe into December as well, or maybe a little softer than what they were hoping. Um, It certainly would make sense uh, with this recent surge again of coronavirus throughout various different parts of the country. Uh, Not as many people are flying, so there's that. Um, Maybe people coming from out of state don't feel as comfortable going to Florida anymore. So they've had a bunch of cancellations. And so maybe they need to juice up their numbers and they feel like locals is probably the way to do it with some pretty steep discounts. I don't, is that something that uh, you think makes sense to you too? Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they don't offer discounts usually for anything. I mean, unless it's, yeah, to get people in the park and, a lot of stuff I've been seeing is like, yeah, it's the park's been open for two hours and it's still super empty. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I think they that is the telltale that, yeah, they need to get people in. I guess that's probably not so much an issue with uh, Hollywood Studio, but like the main park and Epcot and maybe even Animal Kingdom to some uh to some extent as well, are probably not seeing the same numbers that Hollywood Studios sees since they have all the latest rides and and whatnot. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think I think they're hurting, or at least it's just like you know they um, they anticipated higher numbers, and maybe they're using this to kind of help soften the blow a little bit more. 
Um, I mean, certainly this year is such a mess, certainly for Disney, more than more than your average company, uh, as as huge and as powerhouses as uh, as they are. I mean, every aspect of their business, minus the the streaming portion with Disney Plus, is is pretty much been devastated by this. So, you know, I mean, it it also means that they're not planning on closing the parks anytime soon, right? <laughs> so, uh, despite the fact that Florida is still the hotbed, uh, certainly within the country, also within the world for COVID infections, uh, the fact that they are now offering discounts through the end of the year suggests that. I mean, they're they're planning on being open, so uh, they're they're pushing forward on that, even if guests maybe aren't, or at least, like I said, I mean, the 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 flight thing is is big. I mean, that's probably the most telling aspect of this, right? Like the airline industry is basically saying that um, you know that they've had a complete collapse, and that any kind of idea that there was going to be um, a resurgence because uh, uh, you know a resurgence through travel was pretty much killed off as soon as this country started spiking again with with the virus. So so I think that's probably telling in and of itself, right? Like I've I've uh, a few of my flights that were already booked out to go to Orlando in the fall, which again is looking less and less likely with each passing day. Um, you know, I've already had cancellations there as well that I've had to kind of figure out other options that aren't as good. Um, and so it's like, I imagine that that's probably the case for a lot of people that were planning on going. And, you know, you factor in things like, you know, you have states like New York, you probably are going to have, if you don't already have them, um, other places that say like, hey, if you travel to some place that is high in COVID, then you're, you've got to self-quarantine for like a couple of weeks before you're allowed out. And that includes like registering. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, and fines if you are not doing that. So, you know, I, I could totally buy that. All of this other stuff that's happening, traveling, which is already like a a, a pretty dicey prospect, um, that is complicating things further and making it so that like, you know, it, it's become such a hassle to get to Disney World um, that, you know, I could totally see people canceling, just like what you were saying. You know, with each of these events being canceled and each of kind of these announcements that have been made to say, hey, this is kind of where we're scoping down what, what the Disney experience is. I think there probably are a lot of people that are asking themselves, well, does it make sense to even go on this trip and spend this money if, you know, it's going to be a hassle to get there? And then a reduced experience when I'm there, or do we save that money, put it towards next year? That's assuming that people still have money to burn when it comes to that. But I could totally see that happening, right? Like, just like what you're saying, maybe it makes more sense to save next year. Maybe you can go a little harder. Maybe you can have, uh, treat yourself a little bit nicer, maybe upgrade your hotel experience. Maybe get like a, um, maybe get like, you know, a park hopping ticket, Extend your vacation out something. I don't know. But like hold off for this year, plan on next year. Too too much of a pain. Well, it's too much of a pain. And then it's just like there's too many uh uncertainties uh at this point. Like uh like you know, your 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 trip is gonna cost you more, but you're gonna get a, a less of an experience or you know, 
or it's you're going to be jumping through hoops to try and get there and you just don't know what you're going to be in for it's just just so many things but then also uh people are out of work so uh some people who had work are finding out that they're now out of work (laughs) because uh because they're being like shut down again so you know it's just there's just too much uncertainty right now and i think it's it's better to kind of like wait and see or even just then it's just you're talking about like cost experience and then risk you're adding in risk i mean usually when i uh am thinking about my trip i think of cost and experience now you have this third category of risk that you have to also like consider at the same time and you know right now it's not worth it for somebody out of state to go into these areas uh just because of all the all the hoops they have to jump through to get there and then the risks that you're taking on top of that uh so uh that's why they're trying to appeal to Florida residents because they're already dealing with it. So they figure they're the ones who are going to, are going to actually take these trips now, or at least are going to be willing to take these trips more than people uh, outside of Florida. So, I mean, it makes sense that they would appeal to them uh, to do these for these discounts and stuff. Uh, Plus, they're the ones who can actually do these trips on. I mean, this is it's these discounts aren't something that necessarily you can buy these tickets. And like you said, like uh, these tickets have to be used within a certain amount of time, except for the the uh, the longer ones, the what the three or four day ones can be held for a little bit longer. But these tickets have to be used pretty quick so it's not like you buy these tickets and sit on them you gotta kind of use them so people who live in the area could do that they could they could buy these tickets and go uh right now they they don't have to sit there and actually plan like oh well can i take this time off do i have the time to take this off can i plan these make uh reservations and get a flight and whatnot so these things can be done if you live in the area. So it makes sense that they would appeal to the Florida residents for this stuff. Yeah, it's true, man. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting. We'll, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I, I expect that Disney just assumes that this year is, is kind of a loss. And so they're figuring out kind of what, (laughs) what the best path forward out of this year and into next um, is really going to be. But, uh, you know, really, Henry, the big thing that still sticks into my mind is just like, why isn't that Edward Norton Incredible Hulk movie on Disney Plus? <laughs> I do not know the answer. Actually, I think there may be some issue with the Hulk movie just because I think Universal has some uh, some mm. tie to it, uh, which is why you don't see... Uh, like Hulk can appear in other movies, but he can't headline his 
own movie because if he headlines his own movie, I think Universal gets a cut of it and gets some kind of say so over it. So that may actually be why it's not on Disney Plus. But what uh, you're saying is that as long as he's not headlining, it is possible that Hulk could be a walk around character at Avengers Campus. Oh, yeah. He could still be your dreams, baby. 2021, your dreams. <laughs> Well, that just about does it for today. Remember, you can catch The Great Park Hop each and every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast service just so happens to be. As always, if you like what you hear and want us to keep making content just like this, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, or hit that like button. This has been episode 26 of The Great Park Hop, and we'll catch you next week. Stay healthy, everybody. Henry! Talk to you next week, big guys. Stay well. Stay well, everybody. Peace out. Bye.